welcome to another Comics Pals review special. This time, we are reading Radiant Black number three and Ultra Mega number two. Uh, these are actually courtesy of Image. We were granted the ability to read these uh, ahead of time to be able to provide these reviews to you on time. So uh, thanks to Image for that. Thanks, Image. Of course, uh, we are the Comics Pals, and if you're not familiar with us, we put out a show every single Monday where we talk about the characters that you love from comics in all of the places that you can find them. And we talk about news from the industry. So if that is your thing, make sure you check that out each and every week. Subscribe and follow our podcast wherever you find it. Uh, drop us a rating and a review. Those things help out a lot. If you want to chat with us, write to us at the comics at gmail.com. And if you want to uh, discuss these things beyond the show. You can join our Discord server where we're always having fantastic conversations about comics and TV shows and weeb stuff and all manner of goodness. So without further ado, we're going to talk about Radiant Black first. This, of course, written by Kyle Higgins with art by Marcelo, Marcelo Costa and letters by Becca Carey. So we have, generally speaking, had the opinion that this book needs to get going. And if it has a hook, it needs to show that. Uh, three issues deep now. Does anybody feel like they are fully on board and this book has landed for them? Or do you need to see more still? Or are you done? I think... So, oh, go ahead, Marco. So, yeah. So, I, I teased this a little bit on the main show. But this issue, I think, was the game changer for me. Because uh, I, I think it was much more character-driven. And it gave me a little bit more of the superheroics that I would want to see in this series where he's just going around helping normal people out. And I think that was really just wholesome. Uh, and I enjoyed that. And it, uh, it got me interested because I, it, that was contra contrasted with the fact that he was in the middle of a writing block. And um, I think that, it made for, uh, it made for like a, a a fun little story where you know when you have writer's block, sometimes you just go do something else. You'll figure some other stuff out. You you give it a rest. You lay it you lay it down for a second. Go I don't know cook. You go watch TV. You do you do something else. You fly a car around. That's right. Like, Help a family whatever. make tip off. And it it uh, it felt pretty human. And I I enjoyed that. Okay. Man, as someone who is completely sold on this. Um, and is gonna stick it through based based on you know yeah, the premise alone. Uh, this issue is not what we needed. <laughs> um, wow, not issue three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I mean, you know, get through the first trade at least, right? This may be an issue <laughs> six. I just like I I get it, but like, give me something. Like we know who this character is. We know, we know he's going to help out people on the side of the road. He gave the money back at the end of issue or in issue two, right? Like we know who this character is. We know what he's struggling with. We don't need to see him struggle to write right now, you know, as a character uh, to get deeper into what he's going through later on. Absolutely, that makes total sense. Was. Oh, go ahead, Cal. Sorry. Uh, just, issue three, we need to know who that red guy is, and we need to be building up to something. 
this feels like nothing still. Yeah. I, I typically love uh, more. I, I've complained about this with superhero movies, how um, everything is just so big and bombastic. And what I long for is just a more traditional superhero type story. Uh, man, like this is a Sunday driver right here in this story. Like he's taking the long route and he's taking his time. <laughs> Was the idea to tell the writer's block story because the actual story that we're reading isn't progressing at all either. Kyle Higgins is writer's block. <laughs> yeah, which that's fine if you want to use that plot device. But again, issue three, like I don't, who's the villain? Like, is there a, a villain? Is there a kind yeah. of maybe? I mean, I think who's... that's the thing. I don't know, dude. Like, I, I definitely don't agree with you guys. Like, I'm, I'm far more in line with Mark on this one where like, I, I don't, this feels like one of those reviews where we get into a book and everyone's like complaining about the things that it was wasn't. And I'm just like, I don't really know what you want. Like this is this issue was like all about the character and like us <laughs> getting to know more about him and like, you know, I don't know. Like, I I don't know. I I'm. It's one of those things where like I have faith that we're gonna learn about the red guy because of course we will. Like I. I feel I mean, like we know the character, though. How do you? How can you say you don't know what we want? We spent two episodes talking about it. Like what I I can tell you what I didn't want was seven pages of text. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, whatever, man. That's fine. Like you're allowed to feel that way. I just I don't agree. Um, I think. Where are you at, Pete? I I think like if you're gonna have a story, like if this isn't a mini, right? If this isn't ongoing, if this is a character that I'm supposed to get behind and root for for like you know not months but years. Um, one of the unique things about this story is the fact that he is a 30 year old writer, uh, sh struggling writer, um, who's like balancing that with being a superhero. And like, this was the first issue that like actively engaged with that as a concept. Um, and the balancing of, of those two things, like I actually thought worked, um, because I, I definitely was with you guys with the last issue. Um, and to some degree, the first one, but like, I feel like this one was giving me like more actual meat, you know, like I don't really need to like see him get in a fight with the same, the different colored version of him right away. Like I'm way more interested by the fact that like, you know, um, he had like the dream sequence and everything and like what that is potentially pointing towards the future or whatever. Like, I don't know. There were threads here that I thought were more engaging than like some of the just standard beats I think we could have hit. I've, I think that this issue has moments that I really enjoyed. Um, and I, I thought some of the parts of him writing were interesting, especially, you know, like as someone who writes as well, um, seeing the character deal with things that I deal with in my mind was compelling. Um, I could imagine that people who don't necessarily do that and don't understand what's happening there um not that it's that complicated but if you don't write then it's like whatever um i could see that being a problem um but i really 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 wish this this book would do something um like i did not need to see him chatting with his friend about what his name's gonna be and all that jazz like you could do that juxtapose with some action um or not necessarily doesn't even need to be action, but like, you know, it's so focused squarely on this, this guy's very boring life that it's just like, come on, man. Like these books do not, they're not free. Like 
this book is $4. You cannot tell me that we have seen $12 worth of high quality content yet. Like that, I just don't believe that, especially when you can buy the image first version of the whole arc for $10. Like you gotta be kidding me right now. It might work well in a trade. Maybe like where it breaks off, but I think month, 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 it's tricky. Like, like you bring up, like, you don't want to hear this guy's boring life. Yeah. Cause like I'm living that, like, I don't need to, you yeah. know, if I'm I do the, it was, was it two or three pages where it's the actual book that he's writing? It's two. Like, does that count towards the page count of the book? Probably. Uh, yeah, like, I think so. 32. Yeah. I don't want to reveal how smooth brained I am, but like, I skipped through it. Like I didn't want to, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to read it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's an, I came to read a comic book. I didn't came, come to read, you know, fiction, which I enjoyed the inserts with him typing up the, yes. the story. I like that as a as a narrative device. I thought it was a little overused. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just don't really know where it's going. I, I think it's good. I like it. Um, but I don't. I can't see where it, where I'm going to be ending up with it. You know, I think I have a general idea of who the main character is and even like his friend. Um, his parents seem awfully young, which I don't know if that's an art thing. His uh, mother does, because his father yeah. looks like an older dude with gray hair and everything, but his mom looks like... like I remember when she came up and he was writing, I was like, I'm like who, who is this? That? And I was like, oh, yeah. right, his mom, I forgot. She's like young and hot. <laughs> like, it's like, I think Ted Cruz is watching this. Uh, oh, that's, no. what I, that's what I thought I was, I was reading. <laughs> you skip the word pages, but uh, you stick around for Ted Cruz's browser history. I got you. Yep. Smooth brain. I told you. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Even the fact that there's like not much to say about this issue speaks to it too. Like, you know, it's so laser focused, um, which can be, you know, that can, that can be effective. But again, I, I wish his life was more interesting if you're going to do that. Um, seeing him, you know, uh, help the family out was, was you know, that was fine. Um, seeing him give them a, a, a ride, that was that was a fun moment. Yeah, and I, I, I love things like that, and I think that there's absolutely a place for that. Um, but, you know, let's, let's, you know, you got – look – it's, it's this simple, right? If any one of us right now got superpowers, we would not be doing what he's doing, right? Yeah. Like We'd be going I, on a I, podcast to talk about our superpowers, if I, right? If I got superpowers, I would not sit around busting my, my brain against trying to write. I would be out there like, yo, I have powers. This is amazing. Would he you have taken that robbery that money? Would you have taken that robbery money? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> So yeah, at not. least maybe one oh. bag. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't I don't necessarily like I don't necessarily agree with that criticism just because like I you don't feel have like, to. Well, I'm saying for me. Yeah. Um, fine. Just because I don't know, like I feel like I feel like the idea of like becoming a superhero and like that having that romanticized view of it is something that like yeah, like I definitely get what you're saying, but like I feel like if your whole thing is like I'm a writer and I want to be a writer and I've always wanted to be a writer, like you don't give that up overnight. Then they should say that. I think that that's compelling. I think if if he doesn't feel that way, if he's not enthralled by the fact that he has powers and that's not that cool for him, I want to see that from him. I want him to say those things 
And I want him, I want that to be text because that is interesting. Wow. This guy has powers, but that's not at the forefront of his life. And this is the reason I'm in. Sure. Show me that. And even still, like having superpowers is something you can write about. Why not go experience those powers so you can come back in issue six and write about those powers on your writing day? I mean, that's a different story. You know, like. I see. Yeah. Like, that's not the story he's trying to write. The whole thing is that he has this story and he has this book deal lined up and he's been trying to work on it for four years and he's hit this roadblock and now he had a breakthrough, you know, like that's a totally different story. If he's like, ah, yes, the key to me becoming a writer is that I'm a superhero. That's not the same story at all. Like, I think that's like way less. um, It might be more action, but I think it's less like I find that to be less humanly interesting. I want to make it clear. I don't think this is a bad issue at all. I actually think this is a pretty, pretty compelling issue. I just think its placement is, um, I think it could have been kicked down the road a little bit, you know? Um, I, Cause I think the comments about wanting to get the train rolling a little more, I think that's fine. I think, I think if we, you know, measured the character's experience with an actual experience, I think that would be more fulfilling for the reader, so to speak. One, one thing too, Go ahead, Tyler. I was going to think, like, one thing, too, like, this it kind of has, like, a Spider-Man feel where, like, Peter Parker had to juggle being a photographer, you know, with his superhero. But being a writer is so solitary, mm. you know? Does it translate well to a compelling story? That's a good like, point. I'm sure it's it's what the writer knows, and it makes sense to the guy writing it. But, you know, Peter Parker, as a photographer, gets to go out and see people and meet people, and he gets to see, take, you know, pictures of you know, things that he can then respond to as Spider-Man. How do you do that with a with writing? You know? That's a great point. There's an intersection. You know, yeah. there's a there are times when his identity as Spider-Man um intersects with him being a photographer and can be a boon or yeah. it can be problematic. And that was, I mean, that's tremendous. And you're never well, I shouldn't say never, you're unlikely to get that here because of the nature of his job, like you said. Yeah. Unless he's going out to do research for his like, I think that's where it's kind of going to, to what like, Gail said. yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like it's definitely, I see that comparison. I feel like it's more about like the juxtaposition of these two identities, right? And that like the time where he's out superheroing is time that isn't spent writing um, and vice versa. Um, because you kind of see that in this issue, right? Like he comes back from, you know, his second at bat as a superhero um and it's like 2 a.m and he's like oh i guess that's it like i guess i wasted my writing day but then he has the breakthrough right and that juxtaposition of like is the ultimate goal pursuing the writing is it going to be being a superhero is one going to feed into the other are they going to be at odds who's to say i guess i think i think there's a level to it where he's he's talking to his friend and he tells him you know this is I opened your, your Twitter account and this is uh, what your name should be. And there's a moment in it where he tells him, um, like, what are you even talking about? It's like your story, Nathan, you've got to take control of your story. And I, I think to, I think something uh, I feel like Kale said that, um, or Sean said that um, th- this is, this is the moment where he is dissuading the superhero stuff because he wants to focus on the writing piece and to whatever extent he's going to use 
the experiences to inform the writing. I think this was the moment where the Higgins was saying, you know, Nathan is taking control of the story by choosing to write, by deciding to go and sit down, get stuck and realize, all right, I need like a, a quick breath of air um, and then to come back and, and finish off the job. So for th- th- this, I think I definitely hear you guys' criticism as like the placement and, and, and things like that. But for, for me, this was, for me, this was a necessary uh, uh, issue to realize that this isn't a typical superhero story in the way that we're going to expect a fight, you know, out the gate. This is going to be the story that Higgins is trying to tell via, um, via Nathan's own willingness to tell a story. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I absolutely think there's there's value in a reluctant hero. That's not common. You know, I don't, at least I, I don't think so. Um, and if he's forced to act here in the next episode or the next issue, and there's a there's a moment that requires him to suit up, even though he doesn't want to, because he recognizes that the threat is that real. Um, I think that says something compelling about a character that I can get behind for sure as sure. a storytelling device. And I don't think that the jury's out on this book by any means. Clearly yeah. not, because half of us liked it and half of us felt like it was lacking. So um, that's cool. Um, and I'm certainly not done with this book by any means. Uh, we didn't address it, but I, I do want to point out the art of in, in this book is so amazing. I really like and it. And I think that's, that's part of where my desire for things to speed up comes from, because yeah, I want to see uh marcelo costa draw their shit out of that costume and Mm -hmm. and the super cool fights that we can expect so um there is reason not to give up on this book uh for sure and i think hopefully next issue will give us more of an idea did you what that reason is did you see what the tagline was at the end of this issue i was just about to yeah yeah. go ahead everything changes for real so we'll see how how much kyle higgins means that and whether or not that change is something that we that we uh, that we want, and and if it if it scratches the itches that we have, so um, we'll see with Radiant Black number four. Sure. Let's let's talk about Ultra Mega. So um, this is Ultra Mega number two uh, by James Harron uh, and Dave Stewart. On well, James Harron did did almost everything. My man created it. He drew it. He wrote it. Uh, Dave Stewart was on colors and Russ Wooten, who was amazing, was on letters. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not present for the prior review, but you guys seem to really enjoy the book. Uh, this is a 52-page comic book. Second one, too. The first one was yeah. also a double-length one. It was 66, so it may have been triple. That's true. I would say, yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever the of, fuck. Yeah. Either way, it's yeah. a um, long-ass book. <laughs> long book, long book. Um, what... What did you guys think about the second issue? Did it did it sort of stick within what you want and what you expect from this? Uh, it was actually better, I thought. Um, my primary criticism of the first uh, issue was that um, it felt like an issue zero, not an issue one, because it's right. it's very much like okay, like here's the whole history of the relevant history of this world before the story actually starts. And that is something that I am very interested in in my fictional universes, but not as the start of the story. 
Um, I feel like I would have rather gotten that information drip fed maybe over the course of the first arc of like learning more about the world. And, but I do think, you know, to argue with my own point there, uh, now that I know all that, we can just be off to the races and just tell the story. So I think this issue benefited from that. And as much as I don't think that that retroactively makes the first issue work better necessarily, it makes me understand the choice and I'm cool with that. So getting into this issue where it's like actually dealing with who our real actual main characters are and the part in the timeline that we're actually going to be following and, you know, getting more of the world and its rules. um, I found myself a lot more engaged with it um, because it feels tangible now, not like here's a bunch of stuff. And then now we're pulling the rug out from under you, you know, and because it's actually focusing, it took its time a little bit more. It felt like the characters and the world had more room to breathe not every page is like stuffed with with dialogue or captions or or trying to convey uh something that is very large concisely um so that that worked for me too i think like stem to stern this issue was better and more enjoyable for me as a reader and you know um we talked about it front back and sideways last time but holy shit the art in this book is fucking incredible it's so goddamn good and the colors are amazing like it has so much style and for a book that is about like establishing a weird post-apocalyptic reality um i think style is like probably more than half the battle frankly um, and again, we've read like three post-apocalypse superhero stories that are from Image in like the last three weeks, and like this is this is how you do it, you know. I felt kind of the opposite, and uh, for a few of those points, um, I I think I like the first issue better because I wanted to live in that world where we had an established, like we had established ultra megas, we had established. Uh, stakes and like understanding of where the world is. I think for me, because they kind of reset everything at the end of that, at the, at the end of that first issue and uh, have continued to sort of give us new things. Now I, I was, I kind of wanted the expectation to have been sort of something else from, from my end. And um, I was just a little, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, shaken up by the fact that it was it it has taken this turn. Yeah. Um, not to say that not to say that it was like bad, but I think the the because of that expectation, I sort of felt um, this issue was a little bit weaker. It's still continuing to set up the world that I thought we had sort of established. Um, that that said, the characters are interesting. The villain is really really cool, and uh, I kind of want to know what. Uh, the deal with a, a few of these, uh, a few of these people are like like Clint. He's just like no words, just got a cigarette in his mouth. Super just style, like it, he's just like a chill dude. Um, and I, outside of that piece, I think this was a a good issue, but I wasn't as high as I was on it compared to the first one because the first one was straight up action, like let's just fucking kick ass. And this one's like, all right, let's like slow down, let's like explain some stuff. And all right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, 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 I can see wanting to live in the premise that we were sold on in the first issue. Um, you know, people who are infected with 
a kaiju disease turn into kaijus and these guys need to fight them um because yeah after reading this book it feels like something completely different yeah which is my frustration with the first issue yeah uh the uh, that said though like i don't know i fucking love it i i love both of them i don't know i'm not frustrated either way i'm here for it this is for me I think the funny thing about it is I think the first issue fleshes out that top part of the timeline so well that this almost feels like um, it kind of feels like Warhammer to Warhammer 40k or like Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z where like they're two very different things but you're like you can see how the mythology of both would be totally fleshed out and that there's a whole story there that we'll just never get because it was relegated to a zero issue. I mean, we could get it in that Skybound X series coming out. Yeah. Who's to yeah. say? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i kind of of two minds about it. Like, I do feel like I wish I could have stayed in that issue one space a little longer. Like, that was freaking awesome. Um, but I do like what is in this. I agree. I think maybe it should have been marketed as an issue zero, and this felt more like an issue one. I mean, one of the things, too, is, like, we got that cold open of issue zero, which is, like, 55 pages long. And then we get even more backstory that takes up a couple pages in this issue. So there's a lot of world building going on where mm. maybe that could have been used elsewhere to kind of build the characters more. Um, I did enjoy it for what it was. I'm a big James Heron fan, you know, his Rumble series. And then he did uh, oh, okay. he did some of uh, Aaron's Thor during uh, when, when Volstag became Thor for a bit. Uh, so it's so it's this metal Volstag Thor fighting Magog. Um all drawn by James James uh, Heron, which is great. So I'm a big fan of his work. And honestly, there could be no words in this book and I would still read it, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like I could almost care less about the actual content of the words. Um, but for what it is, it's good. Like he's a pretty capable writer too, which which I like reading. Um, I do want to know about this uh, kaiju named Steve at the back that was, that was shown. Um, they showed like four kaiju coming up and, for like the next issue. And Sally. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. So I think this is more of a, a breather issue because issue one was like high yeah. octane. Yeah. It was just almost like a caffeine rush of an, of an issue where like, I kind of appreciated how this went slower. It did not go slow. It went slower um, because next issue with the kaiju Coliseum looks like we're going to be back to uh the uh, the speed that issue one was at so i think it's just the nature of the story that's being told and of heron's art it's super kinetic and it needs to be this fast is it gonna go back to a regular page number next week you think or like... i think this was this was marketed as like an oversized Larger. series okay yeah, yeah. cool like yeah, just think, like a kaiju book i think yeah. i think skybound is just gonna let him do what he feels like he needs to Skybound do. doesn't give yes. a shit bro they're like yeah. whatever like <laughs> it must be cool to get a skybound gig huh yeah, dude, they do all kinds of cool yeah. shit. Uh, I don't think that it will surprise anyone that I didn't like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, this is I I see why you guys enjoy it. Um, and I don't think that it's I don't think that my dislike of it is because it's bad or not quality. I just it's just not my thing. Yeah, this isn't where I live. Um, I'd hope not. Was, sorry, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd hope not. <laughs> this is a shithole. I don't live in hell. I live in New York, which is close yeah. to hell, but um, hell adjacent. 
Yeah, exactly. It, it's Not closer Jersey. to Jersey. Right. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who else made that joke? Was that Tyler? Scale. No. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think there were cool things about the book. Certainly things that I was like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. But by and large, the art really didn't do it for me. Um, and I didn't care about the story. Did you um, read issue one to catch up or? Yeah, okay. and that was that was fine. You know, like. I just, it's a I certain flavor that I think right. you need to enjoy. Yeah, I yeah. feel like you don't you don't tend to vibe with the the like comics with an X style as much no. like that more. Damn. No. And this felt a lot like um, it was brought up last week. Uh, you guys mentioned Space Riders. Yeah. Uh, not la- yeah, last week. Yeah. Last and, time we read this. Yeah. And it, it, it very much reminds me of that. It has that like breakneck pace. Like, you know, this is very much about the art and very much about the style. And if you're into that, I think this is great. But I'm not. That's fair. Yeah, I get that. I think you can recognize it's it's well made without, in, you know, enjoying it. You know, I can read a slice of life, you know, manga or a romance comic. And like, those are not my shit, but I can recognize like, oh, this, this is probably pretty good. Yeah, like this is uh, well executed. It's just yeah. not, I'm not vibing with it. Yeah. Nah, kind of like we discussed in the main show. Those two things can't exist. You either like it or don't like it. And, uh, now you're my enemy, Sean. Hard <laughs> Fair enough. What a wild contrast between the two books we read. Like we read Radiant Black number three, which really spends time with its characters. And then we read Ultra Mega 2, which is just like, fuck everything. It's the duality of comics, man. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle of those two things is where I wanted both books it's the to be. Perfect and book. One is there. I think yeah. it's called Invincible, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> For my money. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, did you guys have, have more to add on this on this uh, title? Not really. Like I don't I don't feel like there's a ton more to say. It's like I, I like what's being done. Like I like the world building. I like the look of the city. And like there's like two or yeah. three pages where there's like no dialogue. And it's just showing you establishing shots of like what the city looks like and what the people dress like and what they live like and they trade for batteries and like those are the things that like I feel like really matter to me to selling a world like this is like the mechanics of it and not like a you know I don't need to get into the minutia but just to like get an understanding of it you know it kind of reminds me of like the vibe of like. It's, like, the difference between, like, Star Wars and Star Trek. And, like, I like that, like, the world of Star Wars is kind of dirty. And, like, it's it, it, it's lived in, you know? And, like, you get that sense of, like, what the the culture of, of a world could be like, even if you don't spend a lot of time there or interact with anybody. And I got that vibe from this of, like, I get a real sense for the city in those two pages. And I dig that about it. It has a strong vision. And I think that's what I'm responding to more than anything. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Um, is this a book that you all see yourself seeing through to the conclusion? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I think it's a, a mandatory social media follow to follow James Heron. Yeah. Like seeing his like commission work, oh, it's juicy. Yeah, this this Good book stuff. made me a fan of him for his art alone. Even if I, I wasn't know. vibing with the story, like I think I, his style is so fresh i went and looked up some of his um artwork for sale like i yeah i might bite that bullet and i don't got that money it's it's real good shit dude i mean like 
Like if I can go to a convention without dying anytime soon, yeah. um, <laughs> if he's there, like, oh, like it, I might like just blow my whole yep. Comic Con budget on something yep. by him. I feel like this is, just... is a book you buy a page of now, Kale, because if it fucking keeps going and gets hot, Listen, like it looks like it will, like you won't be able to afford it even more in a year or two. <laughs> the only reason I didn't with the money I don't have is because there weren't any. <laughs> mm, nice. Uh, I know the place where he sells his art, though. Um, so is it Cadence? It's um, I think it's Felix. Yeah, Tyler's Felix. dad works yeah. there too. It's and my, my uncle, my uncle work who works for Nintendo, uh, knows the guy who works there. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's an ad for it in the back of the book. Is Felix? Uh, Felix okay. Yeah, good shit. They did he drops almost like quarterly. He did um, I saw some commission stuff being released like in December or something like that. So it's maybe due for a drop. Yeah, not that I'm trying to instigate you guys to spend money <laughs> not that, Bro, not that i'm not site. trying to do that i'm yeah, just not that i'm not <laughs> i might i might have to have marco uh i might have to raid marco's credit card to, to i'm already i was gonna say marco's got to make me some money with dogecoin so i can go buy yeah. fucking comic pages i don't need aren't you still you know? paying off onslaught no 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 that was fine <laughs> okay you're good now okay it hurt i mean it was fine. one of the one of the good things so like hit. sky skybound comes out with action figures for their comics so mm-hmm. the idea but, of an ultra mega yeah because you can get like invincible and walking dead action figures like they have their own they have good ones yeah oh, they're, they're pretty good that. quality i think they're too, called like skybound Cyber. selects yeah they're yeah they got they have good stuff um oh. fucking google alert <laughs> yeah for sure uh yeah this is a book i definitely want to see through to at least the end of the beginning like i don't mm-hmm. know what the long-term plans are for it but um i at least want to see through this arc and kind of see if it if it continues to appeal to me because uh yeah man it's it's something different and i like that cool. you should not have googled skybound action figures oh no <laughs> no <laughs> tyler would, pull would up pull up the plane <laughs> um thanks again to image for providing us with these we appreciate that a lot uh if you guys are excited about these books or of course if there are any other books you want us to review Definitely let us know right in at the comicspals at gmail.com. While you're thinking about us, make sure that you leave us a rating or a review, wherever it is that you listen to us, a follow or a subscription. If you're on YouTube, uh, we appreciate that a lot. Like the video, share it with your friends, all that jazz. We reviewed another crop of books this week as well, so you can tune on over for that. We reviewed Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow, number one, Proctor Valley Road, number two, and Batman Detective, number one. And, of course, you can listen to our main podcast, The Comics Pals, which drops every Monday. Or if you want to hear us talk about another image joint, Invincible, you can listen to We Watch Invincible or We Watch Falcon Winter Soldier. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And until next time, take care, guys. See you next week. See you.